0: Sure, why, why not? not? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sure, Why Not? I'm Regan Pender.
1: And I'm Larry Ray, and this is our podcast.
0: If you're new around here, Larry and I, we, uh, we've we been friends for a long time. We always have these extremely long conversations about pretty much everything. So be prepared to hear some great conversations and learn some very personal information, maybe, about the two of us. We will also be introducing some of our favorite <laughs> people in the world, uh, if we can get them to agree to let us interview them.
1: We know that there are many other podcasts out there, so thank you for joining us today. And if you can, please hit that subscription button, follow us uh where all podcasts can be found on all streaming platforms and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So Regan, how was your week?
0: It was good. It was good. But a lot of snow in Chicago. It's very cold. It's all dangerous outside, so I haven't been outside a whole lot. Not that I would be anyway, but but I personally love winter, so I'm, I've been having a, a great time. How about
1: you? a winter.
0: Vinta time. Yes, Vinta is coming.
1: <laughs> uh, this week, it's I. Humpback Wells are back in New York City. That's, oh yeah, that- of course. Uh New York is known for its food. So, of course, the humpback whales, they got the memo. They've been swimming up into the ports and uh, they came here for the food. I guess two were spotted in 2011 and this last year more than spotted in the New York City area. Um, How many did you say
0: that were spotted last year? 300. 300 humpback
1: whales. Yes, as opposed to two in 2011. So that's that's a big that's,
0: difference. That's aggressive, yeah. It's a big ten year jump, uh, from two to three hundred.
1: So instead of having to go to Alaska or up to Maine to see wells, you can just stay right here.
0: Wait, what do you mean for that, those of you what who do you right mean here? they come to New York for the food? I don't get that.
1: <laughs> so um, Due to um, fewer people traveling, fewer people dumping trash and smog into the water, uh, there's more food in the oceans that are, that are coming closer to New York City. There's toxic waste in there and garbage, but now a lot of people have left the city and a lot of people aren't traveling as much on the water, so more of the uh, aquatic wildlife are able to swim up closer to New York City now. Now they have food. Weird. <laughs>
0: it's so <laughs> exciting, though.
1: It's very exciting.
0: Um, well, if you're in the New York area and you are walking along the Hudson, just look out for some humpback whales, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Belair, I found this thing on um, on Instagram. Well, actually, somebody sent it to me. And I think it's super cool. As we know, uh, we are in the midst of February. We're, we're recording this a little bit before February, so that's why I got it. But when you're listening to this, it'll be February. So if you haven't started, it's not too late to join. It's called 28 Days of Black History. And it's from the Instagram account Anti-Racism Daily, which obviously, as we all know, we should be striving uh, to be anti-racist in our everyday lives. And we should continue to educate ourselves and learn more so uh, we can better better interact with everyone in our lives. And so what this 28 Days of Black History is, it is a virtual curated exhibition. I'm reading this from the Instagram post, by the way. It's a virtual curated exposition of works that celebrate black history in the U.S. Each evening will send you an email featuring a work and its historical significance. So basically in each email, it'll include a work, which it could be an art, book, movie, song, artifact, etc., symbolizing an understated part of black history. And then there will also be a discussion. There'll be discussion questions to help you learn with your friends, uh, students, colleagues, et cetera. And there are actions you can take to carry that work forward in your community. So yeah, you can explore it at your own pace. It says, and yeah, so basically you can find that at 28. That's the number two, the number eight, 28 days of black I just signed up for it before we started recording. You just put in your email and they're like, great, you'll, you'll get your first email on February 1st, which if you're listening to this February 1st will have passed, but I'm pretty sure it won't be too late to sign up. You can kind of just join, but I'm super excited about it. Wow. I'm super excited to, to kind of just learn some stuff and, you know, get these discussion questions going. It'll be really cool.
1: That's awesome. And another way to help support support Black artists is by listening to this podcast. Uh, sure, why not? And you will be helping support Black Black culture by learning more about me, and uh, that's another way to also expand your knowledge on Black Americans and how we are living and loving and progressing through life.
0: That's right. We're accepting of everyone here on this podcast. Um, So this
1: week, our podcast, our theme, and we're going to talk about fear, With. It's scary out there. It's really scary. Yep, I, scary I got a text message from Regan and I, I it was like, let's talk about fear. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> I really want to get into <laughs> um, it. And then it.
1: immediately that night, I had a nightmare. And we'll, we'll get to that later. But just the thought of fear and talking about it freaked me out. Like not <laughs> not consciously, but subconsciously, it got to me. So one of my fears is, is well one of my fears is the loss of of a parent. I like you oh, sure. it's like something that you know is supposed to happen, but never think about it. It's just not real. And so I for me that's a little bit that's really scary. And that's that's a fear that I honestly have. But for you, Regan, what are some of your fears with like relationships?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I think. Well, I guess it depends. Maybe it doesn't depend on like what kind of relationship. I think personally, I always am afraid, and it's not like a crippling fear per se, but it's it's a fear that I don't that I don't like reach out to people enough. I think I'm very. And I I know this about myself, so it's, I kind of do it to myself, but I'm like, I'm not the greatest at like responding right away or, or even like being the one to start a conversation with someone. And so I think it kind of, that kind of manifests itself, like the fear manifests within me of being like, oh, I, you know, that person will think less of me if I'm not reaching out to them or I'm not, I don't know. I, I guess that's just basically like, I don't want people to think that I'm forgetting about them yeah yeah which is it's like it's not maybe it's not necessarily a fear that's more of like a like an an anxiety type thing Um, yeah well, you
1: also feel it's it's also like if you aren't keeping in touch with that person then maybe they'll like replace you with that time that they spent with you or that energy that was sort of cultivated between the two of you so that's also something that that can
0: happen yeah, and then I guess that also can kind of stems like into any like romantic relationships that I've had in the past. I I think, and i mm, that's
1: what I want to know about <laughs> the relationships because Regan is so tight-lipped; he won't share about that stuff. So because I want to know.
0: It is called a private life for a reason. <laughs> they don't use give me the goods, Regan. Well, that'll be another episode, maybe. But no, I'm saying, like, in terms of fears, I think there's... And like I said, I've learned I've learned from my mistakes in the past. And I think moving forward, I think I, I will be a lot better in terms of just giving and, you know, just... Because you, you, you want your relationships to be, like, each person has to be giving at least the same amount, right? And so I think I kind of am afraid that in my future relationships that I, I won't because, you know, I, like you said, I'm very tight-lipped. I'm very, like, I'm not like a super, super emotional person and so I think I don't want whoever I'm with to think that I'm not, you know, in it 100% is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, but other than that, you don't need to know my personal business, Larry. Okay, then. Okay, just, then it's scary. You have to, you're giving your, you know, you're letting someone into your world and you kind of have to, you know, you have to merge lanes with them and kind of create this one lane together. And that's, you know, you're, you're so focused on who you are as a person that you don't really think about too often who you are with someone else until it's, until it's happening.
1: Or sometimes, sometimes you, you meet someone and you're like, Oh, okay. So I can see us in 10 years or like five years or like yeah. merge how are we going to like be together and incorporate both worlds at the same time are my friends going to like that person what are my parents going to think all of those things go through your mind sometimes oh i've already planned a wedding for us which <laughs> during quarantine listen Sometimes you have a lot of time on your hands it's like <laughs> let's just let's just create this fantasy wedding. what what could you do? and that happens. It's happened to me. <laughs> I can testify to that. Um, but with relationships, it's also scary. It's like, oh, at the beginning, does this person really like me? Are they dating other people? Should I be dating? What's the deal? I's like, is this casual? Should we be? Like locked in, should I be texting this person every other day, especially now during the time of COVID? <laughs> I, the apps, I, I'm all new to the apps. There's so many things on the apps that I, we, it's like, oh, can I ask for the number? Because we're on a dating app. So you ask for the number, and then you still don't know that person's last name. So it's also like, oh, <laughs> You know, I asked this person's last name. So I, I asked the last name. You want to stalk me on Facebook, don't you? And I had nothing to say. I was just like, uh, yeah, like 100%. Yeah, you are That's right.
0: Because
1: I, <laughs> I couldn't find them on Facebook. If I find someone on, if I meet someone on an app and we start talking, I will find out what hometown they're from. And then I'll go into Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn and type that name in and see if anything pops up.
0: <laughs> like Larry is a he is a pro at finding people on social media. He, I'll tell him I'll be like I'm hanging out with my friend you know just I won't for security's sake I'll just make up a name. But I'll be like I, I'm hanging out with my friend Kevin. And then five minutes later he's like sending me Kevin's profile picture on Facebook, being like, "Is this Kevin?" And I'm like, "Yes." And then, not ten minutes later, he texts me a phone number, and he's like, "Is this Kevin's phone number?" And I'm like, "How did you do that?"
1: Sometimes the information is there; you just have to dig and dig and dig. I I, I, I do it because. There are a lot of scammers on these, on these websites. Catfish. I watch uh, catfish all the time. So I know what they do. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to get wrapped up in someone that like, I can't physically meet right now because of COVID. So I want to make sure they're real FaceTiming them. And uh, you have fear of being on FaceTime with someone that you're just talking to. You just started talking to Cause it's like, you have your pictures, but then what if it's just weird? over FaceTime are you like run out of stuff to say or like I don't know what's inappropriate to ask someone because I ask people questions all the time and I'm very inquisitive but like I don't know if that's a turn off to someone that you're first like romantically being introduced to yeah
0: I you know? think I would say yeah personally if if I were to go on a date with you Larry I think if you, were, if you were to ask me like a bunch of questions, I and I guess that's that's also another fear of mine. I'm I'm always very, like I'm always thinking about like what should I say or like what should I. I just I'm very very bad at like talking to people. I guess I'm not bad. I'm just like I get nervous. And I think that's a fear of mine. It's always, just like, and especially with relationships, and just meeting someone's talking to them. I'm like, what do I, what do I say? What do I don't say? So I think, at least for me, if you were to ask me a bunch of questions on a date, I'd be like, that's good. Like, you can ask me as many questions as you want, because then we can just talk about it, and then that'll, you know, different conversations. So I think that's fine. That you do.
1: What are some of your fears with like the childhood fears growing up?
0: My childhood. Yeah. Um, ooh, I hated loud. Like don't
1: oh really?
0: Yeah. Like I
1: Regan, but for people who don't know Regan the third child out of four in a large family. He's got a, a large extended family. Many yeah. of them are not shy from the ones that I've met. <laughs> They're very outspoken, boisterous, fun loving family. So this is, this is all good information for me to know because this is funny. So you were nervous of loud
0: noises. I hated loud noises and specifically fireworks. I hated fireworks. I would, when we, growing up on, in Chicago, we would go to the White Sox games all the time because like that's just like what my family did. And whenever and they always i mean any baseball game you go to or any sporting event really they you know they, they play or they shoot off the fireworks and there's a loud you know the loudspeaker speaker and, and there's a huge crowd and so for some reason when i was a kid i would just get so freaked out when they would play the fireworks i'd always like put my hands over my my ears and actually my favorite baseball player of all time is frank thomas he's a hall of famer and he Is like he's a huge, huge guy, and he always he hit a ton of home runs in his career, and he used to play for the White Sox. And whenever he would come up to bat, I would always cover my ears because I was afraid he was going to hit a home run. And when he hits a home (laughs) run, they would shoot up the fireworks.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I think uh, (laughs) that was probably my biggest one. I hated roller coasters, but like, see, all these things now, like I love. I love fireworks now. I love roller coasters. Yeah. I don't know. I. I think I I hated I probably hated like clowns and like mascots and stuff like any normal <sighs> child.
1: I I hated escalators. I was always afraid I would be sucked in. <laughs> Even now, when I have to get there on an escalator, go. I sort of hesitate. Right,
0: go like get on there. <laughs> it's like it's gonna eat me. Like, like, like don't go it, near the the where the, where the stairs come out yeah
1: it was always so scary to me uh what are uh, do you have any career this is a deep question and maybe one you're afraid to answer Uh, but as far as like career like are there things that you're like oh i don't even want to think about this possibility because it's so scary
0: yeah yeah absolutely i think I'm... i'm i'm scared of uh i just not, you know, success is in the eye of the beholder, at least in terms of this career, I think, you know, because some people could live in, you know, in wherever, and there's a great theater scene in Colorado, and they could perform in Colorado, and they're successful, and that's awesome, or they could live in Atlanta and whatever. So I think, you know, for me personally, I think it's just not finding personal success and you know, I could I could look at what I've done thus far in my life and and be very very happy, and I am very very happy and grateful for it. But I think I I, I have some more some more goals that I've set for myself that I hope to achieve one day. And uh, and if I don't achieve them, that's totally fine. But I think I think I just want to. It's the whole you never know if you don't try sort of thing. And, yeah. Uh, so I I, I just um. I don't even I don't even think I'm answering the question but it's
1: you are not you are avoiding the question (laughs) completely
0: uh well yeah no I'm just I'm afraid of failure and 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 rejection which obviously that is just that comes hand in hand with the job and I yeah like that like there are like I said there are personal goals that I set for myself and I don't if I don't Reach those, then I I will be very sad and upset, and I'm I'm scared of that, especially now with with COVID going on and like you know Broadway being shut down and and theater is non-existent at the moment. It's very it's very real. Like, oh wow, I need to I need to figure out what I'm gonna do until it comes back, and if it comes back and when it comes back, it's all there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. But
0: what about what about you?
1: Um, I think,
0: uh, you know,
1: that is a scary question. Um, I've, I've probably of losing my ambition and passion for for work, which I don't. That would be very sad to me, and um, I I don't feel that way. But I think that would be very devastating. And sort of not knowing what to do next or not having a passion for something. And uh, even if it's, if it's raising a family or uh, being in your relationship, but just something uh, which I don't think, I don't think that happens to people, but it could. And I think that's, that's probably a, a fear of mine uh, or, or accomplishing something. And then, <laughs> and then being like, Oh, Wow! I actually—it's time to change again, but that's still something new and exciting. Um, so,
0: yeah, I, I guess think that the, it almost—it's like I think I, I completely agree with what you're saying. At, at that, I'm afraid of that too. I also think, you know, we work so hard as artists, whether you're an actor or a musician or or a photographer, whatever it is. You know, we, we all work so hard for. To, to, to reach to reach some goal, right? And then if we, and then once we get there, you know, if we get there, then it's—is this all there is? You know what I mean? It's it's it, it becomes a. We get there, and then what now? And that's scary because if, if we work so hard and we think it's going to be great, yeah. then, and then it, it, you know it is great, but is it isn't all we wanted? It's oh, it's such a great, great thought. Also, growing up, and I think most theater people if not all theater people can relate is you know grow up we start doing theater from a relatively young age whether that's when you're a kid when you're in high school it's we are kind of like oh like you're like you're good like you, you could you could go to new york you could go to la you could go to atlanta and you can make it and so then there's this pressure that this unrealistic pressure that we all put on ourselves Of being like, oh, well, I was told growing up that I'm this awesome, you know, I'm I'm God's gift to the theater, which I'm not saying I am, or I'm not saying anyone else acts that way. But we all kind of put that unrealistic expectation on ourselves of, oh, well, now I have to go and be somebody for my hometown. Yeah. Which is tough.
1: And that's, yeah, yeah. There's already enough pressure to try to be successful or just trying to, being able to work in this industry after auditioning and and making headway you still that process is always sort of there and i one thing that i just i recently i was watching a show and they were saying you know you know when that is taken away when you build your identity around your job because it it is a job it's a passion it's a love who are you and and normal things that you do that no matter you know that will carry you throughout because you possibly won't always be able to uh so that your your life is full of other things as well not just your performing or your 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 art but art can be incorporated in anything. Uh, so that's that was that was helpful helpful information. And it it took some pressure off of <laughs> being like, oh you know you've got to do this 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 and, this and this and this by this this age this time
0: yeah it's um and if you're listening and, and you and you aren't involved in the arts or you just kind of support you know if you're a family member of mine or a family member of larry's and you don't do the arts it's all it's very like it's we go through a lot and like not to say <laughs> that you don't or that people who aren't in the arts don't but i think it's just like a different level of of because there's such a uh, not a stigma, but people look at the arts differently, and they're and, and you know it's like oh you're an actor oh like so how, how what do you do besides that? There's always that question. Like, what
1: do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's your
0: real like, job? <laughs> yeah, it's like no, being, being an actor isn't my real job. Thank you.
1: How like, do you pay the bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's,
1: it's rough. I. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's 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 all a part of life.
0: It is a part of life. But the the more
1: all of the things that artists do that entertain people that the general public might not realize, such as like Netflix and, and Hulu and even uh, the the news like broadcasters, they are not, but they are doing a performative thing uh, where they are, they're, they're giving information and there's some, the narrative that they're, they're portraying that is a part of acting. Uh, so all of these things that surround people that they just don't, maybe are from artists, especially now when artists are sort of out of work and needing, needing some support, it's a great time to sort of look at those things, the things that we've been, that have been keeping us going and inspiring us and giving us hope. Uh, can help change the minds of people. That's, they're, they're not politicians, but the images and the stories that they do tell have a larger span of, of touching people. And they're, it's, it's able to cross languages and countries and religion. And it's something that, that can help create a better communication between people and it speaks to power of of entertainment
0: and and the arts. Yeah. I I, I don't have much to add cuz you kind of just covered it all but um Yeah, and then with with all that responsibility there comes fears and that's why yeah. I, I wanted to talk about fears but um I'm also completely unrelated to acting I'm definitely afraid of the open ocean. What? Yeah. I guess Did I've you, never really thought about it. So, have you seen Titanic? Well, of course, but like, <laughs> but like, of course, but of course, the, we've the, humans have only explored about five percent of the ocean. Five percent, and and the ocean covers like seventy percent of the world,
1: which is crazy. Like, I, I listen.
0: How much we don't know about what, like, the planet that we live on. There's so much we don't know.
1: And I'm, I'm a Christian, but I do believe in alien life and life forms, <laughs> and I feel like if I were from another planet, I would go into the ocean. No one would find you. You could no. keep your ship down there. And there's just so many levels. It's like outer space. I, we probably know more about outer space than we do the ocean, some of our...
0: Yes, and, and just, uh, like, just, and, and maybe it's just a fear of the unknown that gets me, because, like, I'll watch, I watch all those documentaries, I watch Planet Earth, I watch all those, but, because, like, and I wanted to be a marine biologist for a second when I was a kid, because I just, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by sea life and by, by the ocean and, and just, you know, all that, but I'm also terrified. Which like I think would be like I think that's why I would be maybe a good marine biologist because I would be like oh yes I need to I need to explore it but also stay away from me whatever alien creature is underneath it's just crazy
1: it's scary out there I I'm also afraid of rats
0: and uh, uh you see a
1: lot of rats I I do, I have a friend who owned rat two rats and they like would let the rat sleep in the bed with them
0: rats are very
1: smart they kind of scare me I, I, I guess they're excellent pets but those rats are like the lab rats not the like gray rats that you see in the sewers or like they can swim they will eat each other if they run out of food they're survivors for that so that, that props to them for that but to see one on the street is is scary and to see them they have these nests so sometimes you'll walk by like trash thousands of rats at just like feasting and going through everything it's like wow there are more of them
0: than there are of me i'm just going to get out of there that's disgusting i have a rat story that is just horrifying i uh i was going to meet up with a friend in new york and so you know i took the subway and then i got off This, this didn't even happen in the subway by the way it was around i think 145th street i think yeah and so i got off the train and i went up above the ground and i was walking i had to she she didn't like live or where we were meeting up it wasn't by like any of the a convenient train line so i had to walk a little bit. So i was walking and then i had the the street was on my left and buildings were on my right. And so i'm walking and i see something move out of the corner of my eye and i so i stop and i look to my right towards the buildings and two huge rats too. They come running out from the building towards the towards the street and they ran on my feet. I felt them like touch my like I could feel them on top of my shoes. And so so I screamed. I was like That is disgusting. I I may have had some choice language. I was like, oh no. Like I I definitely may have uh, had to I probably have to go to confession now. But like it was just scarring. And then as soon as I got to my friends, I was like, I do you have bleach or gasoline in a lighter? Because I have to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have to burn. I have to burn my shoes. It oh was God.
1: terrible. Oh. Uh, well, speaking just, of rats, have you listened to "Remy the Ratatouille Rat of my dreams. I don't Ugh. even know if that's the song, but every time I. <laughs> Remy the Ratatouille. I like that song, yeah. Regan. I, I, I was it. able to. <laughs> I like to sing that song to Regan. Whenever Regan gets quiet, I like to sing that to him.
0: <laughs> no, it's all the time. If, if you're wondering, it's all the
1: time. Uh, he is a rat and it's from the movie Ratatouille, which was just turned into a musical via uh, people on TikTok. They composed songs, choreography, cast it, put it up. I had the pleasure of watching this show. Listen, I, it,
0: was, it was quite the collaborative effort. It was very It impressive. was.
1: It was. I, I, I loved it. I, well, I, well, for one, it's been a long time since I've been able to like see live theater. And so at 7 o'clock, so my roommate and I, Bailey, we sort of like, oh, God, everything's set. And it was like we were going to a show. <laughs> and the music started and it was like, oh my god, we're watching a show again I, I loved <laughs> the cast the director of that show also wrote and is directing Six, the musical, which we talked about last time, and it, all the artists who participated were amazing the ensemble, hilarious the way they shot it, it was the first time I'd watched something where I'm like, oh, I'm not bored, and I, well not that the content would be boring, but just like what you're looking at. It's someone's bedroom and you're like, eh. yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm using my imagination. I, guess. Guess, yes. I, I wish there were costumes. Titus Burgess was incredible as Remy. So funny. And I also think Titus should have been cast in the prom as Barry. That's just... An oh, option yeah. that could have been done that would have been amazing, and the rest of the cast was brilliant. Yeah, fun song. I, I
0: I've yet to I've yet to watch it, but I also feel like I've seen so much of it because I've seen all like the TikToks.
1: All the TikToks
0: of people being like, "Here's my contribution to the TikTok musical," and then like the think they just like, "I I can't speak because I haven't seen it for sure," but I feel like they were just like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna like take what this person wrote and like." And, like, kind of, like, make the story happen. But I still have to watch the final product. But <laughs> – and I'm sure if you have TikTok, you can probably agree after you see, like, 80,000 videos of someone being like, Remy, i I am i can not do it. I can't do it anymore. Oh, my God.
1: I love it. Oh, well, uh, have you – well, one, okay. So I love scary movies. My roommate, Bailey – is a huge uh, scary movie she does this 30 days uh, or 31 days of scary movies during october and i one movie that I'm, I'm afraid of is annabelle but the real movie annabelle so there's a like there is the real annabelle that is kept in it, it's a doll that's uh, a conduit that like is possessed by some type of demon type thing and the the people in the movie that that it's based off of they go around and they collect these relics and they they lock it away and uh the real movie though the annabelle doll is a raggedy ann doll like a full-size raggedy ann doll so i i had one dream and annabelle is in the dream and she keeps wanting me to say her name so that she can like become real and I have to keep, I, 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 I wake up, I go back to sleep, and it's, it's still there. And she's still trying to get me to say her name, Annabelle. But I won't. I, I woke up, I was like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I like did everything I said to oh, my God. room. Like, <laughs> I was so scared. But that was, that was terrifying. All the other scary movies are kind of fun. Regan's favorite. If you that haven't seen Sleepaway Camp-, camp uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen Boy Camp? It's it's funny. I mean, it's really campy. It's probably inappropriate now. Like you couldn't make that yeah. movie now. You're wrong.
0: Probably.
1: Not. Uh, but
0: it's super old, you know, and it's, like super like corny, like bad funny horror.
1: But, yeah. So it's you know, like I, I'm not really that scared.
0: No. And but the ending
1: hands- has a beautiful surprise twist. <laughs> yeah. So each time you watch it, you pick up other things. You're like, "Oh my god, I should have <laughs> known! Why did I not know that?"
0: Gosh, yeah, it's the the reason why we bring up Sleepaway Camp is because we've wa- we watch it every summer at Quisasana where we work. Which I feel like we're just going to mention Quisasana every podcast we do, which is fine. <laughs> but because uh, we love
1: for for reservations, yeah. you can go to www no sponsorship needed.
0: needed they've given us enough Ugh. but uh yeah so every summer the staff one on a saturday night we we all get into the into this little uh into this room at quizzy and we watch it together and it's for the and you know there's always new people every year that are working at quizzy for the first time who haven't seen sleepaway camp so it's fun to once you've seen it. It's fun to watch their reactions at the end because it's so crazy, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" And like you can just go insane, and it's it's fun. But I, besides Sleepaway Camp, which isn't, I mean, it is a scary movie, but not really. I I can't. I just don't do scary movies. I I, I will never, for the life of me, understand why someone would pay money to be scared. Like I just don't get it. I can't. I just can't get behind. And- it.
1: It's awesome. I love oh. watching. It. And you're all like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? I, I do like to scare my friends, too, like hiding and like around corners or jumping out at them. It's kind of fun. But it, you, it has to be like a, a certain kind of friend that you have or you have like that relationship. But it's, it's I, I kind of do enjoy being scared. It's like riding a roller coaster. Like you know, it's going to be scary, but it's like a fun scary that's like well. safe.
0: I think that's different because, like, you're—it's like like a
1: safe one.
0: I, I, I kind of disagree. Like, I think, (laughs) I think roller coasters is like you're out in the summer sun and like, and then you're waiting in line. It's hot, and then you're like, ah, it'll be nice to get the breeze. And like, you'd be like whipped around a little bit. But like, scary movies, like I'm sitting in my basement. It's four in the morning. There is a murderer in my closet. Like, that's not the same. Like, it's not. I just really—it's yeah, it's
1: a different like like movies like Leprechaun. Uh, no, 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 no. Those are fun because the the like the scary character makes the funniest jokes. They have the best one-liners. Leprechaun is—he's always trying to find a woman to like settle down with him, and he, I you know you start like thinking, wow, what if Leprechaun was real? Would I hang out with him for his money? Who's to say? Who's to say? You
0: just don't know. Who's uh, to say? Larry, I want to of... hear. I want to hear about this dream you had. That when I asked okay. you about doing uh, fears, I want to hear the dream.
1: So Regan sends me this text about fear, and I am just like, okay. And then that night, I have this dream where I'm in this. The the dream. There's this. I'm I'm hanging out with a couple of friends. <laughs> He just happened to be at Quisasana. Uh, there's an area near a, a cabin called Condo. And in the dream, there's a hill. And this woman comes out and, like, she's got this bonnet. And she's like, You'll have to defeat him. And I'm like, Who are you? What are you talking about? Why are you dressed like that? And she doesn't respond. And then she just sort of looks over and it's Pennywise from uh-huh. it Clown Doll it was dressed differently. It wasn't Annabelle though, but it was dressed differently. And then all of a sudden I'm with my friend Rachel and we're walking, we're in London slash France, either or both. And Rachel's just baking bread. And she's like, oh, we got to go see the, the city now that you can travel because you, you have your shot. So we can just like take advantage of like going all to all these places that are safe now. It's ended. And she's like, uh, we have to, the first stop is right outside our door. It's on the wooden fence. And the wooden fence, uh, it has like engraved different actors. And she's like, you have to see Jean Valjean's uh, autograph. And I'm like, what? So we go outside. She shows me this wooden fence. It's, it's engraved with his names. I guess he was a real person in my dream. And then I open the door to go back in, it's black. And I'm like, this is effing Pennywise. He's trying to like get come after me. And so I get really angry in the dream and I just start screaming, um, <laughs> show me your face, show me your face, Pennywise. And like internally, I'm like, are you ready to fight Pennywise? And then I was like, yes, he is ruining my vacation. It's been so long since I've been able to travel because of COVID. Like now I'm able to travel and he's trying to stop me. And so I I start screaming and I'm like, that coward, you coward, you won't even show your face. And then I woke up. It was pretty (laughs) active. I remember being like, wow. This dream happened because of Regan. This dream happened for ruining my sleep that night, disturbing like the time that I had to myself mentally to rest. He had me running laps, doing crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was my dream about. Do you have any dreams this week, Regan? Um <clears throat> nothing too crazy you've been dreaming about yeah. love let's be yeah. real you've been dreaming about love and he doesn't want to talk about love but that's what he's been dreaming about
0: yep you caught me there i said it um <laughs> no i uh, <laughs> no i've i haven't had any crazy dreams just uh i've actually been dreaming a lot about uh, go figure i've been dreaming a lot about kusisana and uh, and just kind of like the fr- like my friends there and and just working there and uh i think i think that all just kind of has to do with the pandemic and and not being able to see anybody and so and i'm i'm really hoping that things can kind of uh go back to normal normal so we could possibly have a summer back at quizzy but nothing too crazy just i'm there i see my friends and it's all very just like happy and sad and bittersweet which i think will be Sort of the case in real life when we go back there, it'll be super bittersweet because it's like we haven't seen you in so long, but we're back, so it'll be good. We're back,
1: back, back again. We're back um, back again. this week, I I have a culinary recipe that I would like to share with everyone, and you can find this at Shore Why Not Pot, and you can also find this recipe will be at Larry Ray Double I or Keanu underscore Riggs on Instagram. You can find this recipe. And since Valentine's Day is coming up, this is an excellent way to sort of show off to your loved one or partner uh, by making kale salad or Caesar salad, whatever salad you want. You can either buy it pre-made in the, the, the bags or you can do it from scratch. But the way to make it look great is to make a Parmesan cheese bowl. So what you do is you... Uh, You can either put foil or a baking sheet, spray some oven spray down on it, and then make a large pile of Parmesan Parmesan cheese, pecorino cheese, whatever you have, uh, and make a large circle, making sure that all of the cheese is touching. And then bake it in the oven for about 10 minutes. You'll start to see it be golden brown around the sides. And then once you're able, once it's, it start to notice some brown bubbles around it, you can take it out and then place it over a bowl. So I'll, I'll post those pictures, but it'll sit on the, the top of the bowl and then you, it'll sort of fold around and make a bowl, let it, let it dry. Then you pre-make your salad, toss that inside, and you've got a Parmesan cheese bowl, which is delicious. Uh, and then you can cook a protein or no protein depending on if you're a vegan or vegetarian and you have this beautiful meal that it's really simple to do.
0: I love that. Larry's quite the He's uh, so good. He's quite the culinary expert. Uh we we are gonna be adding more and more little culinary tidbits into our into our show. And uh yeah. who knows, we might even do like a live cooking show one of these days if we can if we can get all of our stuff in a row. Who's to say that's Not true me. and
1: that that recipe was inspired by um, Emmy Made, who you can find on Instagram and on Facebook. And she does different recipes you hear about, or she'll try different things like chicken in a can or uh, jello cheesecake or any, any kind of crazy thing that you might have heard of. Another scary type uh, website or, or Instagram follower, Instagram, Facebook person we have to take that up.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it adds to the ambiance.
1: I oh, got another You're in, New a, York, York, You're in New York. Another Instagram famous person, Bailey Sarian. She has this amazing podcast, not podcast, but a uh, Facebook channel, YouTube channel, and Instagram mystery and makeup. It's scary, but it's very educational. She does makeup, well, she does makeup tutorials, but she'll start the show with no makeup on and she'll tell you a murder mystery or she'll, she'll, is notorious uh, for doing some type of, of, of murder and explain it to you. So you have all of the facts. It's kind of scary, but it's very educational. You will learn a lot about different people like Betty Page I didn't know Betty Page has split personality and that she actually attempted to murder a couple of people. I think she was successful and went to jail, but it was due to mental health. So uh, Bailey does an awesome job of sort of getting background checks, and, and it, she's just kind of fun to watch.
0: We well, yeah, would... she does her makeup while, like you said, she does her makeup while yeah. she's talking about these things, right?
1: Yeah, and during this whole thing, she's also doing makeup. So it's
0: like, oh, you see her transform
1: uh, into whatever look she's, she's going for. And um, speaking of another YouTube person this week, Instagram, Julian Cookies. If you aren't following him, check him out. He's on Instagram. His page is basically dedicated to taking movies and re- or, or television and reenacting those scenes as all of the characters he's got costumes his lip sync is on point it's always precise and the costumes are funny I love his version of um you don't own me from the movie first wives club and he recently posted that the three ladies it's it's Bette Midler it's Goldie Hawn and Diane Keating they all commented on on that post and and reposted it on their pages because it it's awesome it's just really funny so you should check him out too yeah <laughs> regan do you take your vitamins vitamins no
0: no i, I don't
1: I, I i recently discovered the world of gummy vitamins and i don't think i should be taking them because they're they're it's literally like candy it tastes amazing, oh, but yeah. I've been taking the vitamin C. I I wanted to get the goalie kind that's got like oh the um,
0: apple, the apple cider vinegar ones.
1: Yeah, which it it's that's supposed to be good for you. I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure why. I've been taking the vitamin C one and one for fiber. Are you getting enough fiber in your diet, Regan?
0: Um, yes, I think I am. I haven't had any issues in the john. I don't, but
1: I was like, what is this going to do? Is this, uh, let's just see what it does. So I've, I've been taking fiber. I've also recently ordered a product from a company called good belly. We don't have a sponsor. I'm just putting that out there. It's a juice that is supposed to be good for your gut. So it's got, like, no sugar in it, and it's just, like, juices that have cleaned your gut. I don't notice a difference. I don't know if I'm supposed to, but it tastes awesome. And I've been mixing it in smoothies, which is probably bad, right? Who's to say? Right? I haven't consulted one about this, but I, I will next week and get back to you. Also a good good fun product that i discovered this week um regan what do you have a winner a winner of the week
0: yeah i do have a winner of the week um i like i really like the university of illinois uh, basketball team which
1: college basketball
0: long long, oh, college basketball it's back baby um it's
1: march madness coming up soon
0: yes it is i my eldest brother went to university of illinois so, it's... Uh, he's, he's really been... Illinois, at the time of this recording, is currently ranked 19th in the nation, which is pretty good. They haven't been that good in a while, and my brother is really excited about them, and so I get excited about it, because, you know, why not? Uh, it's fun when my family is excited about the things, and they actually just played... The other day, they played the University of Iowa, who is highly ranked, and they beat them, which is pretty cool, and... Yeah, and I just I think so that my winner is U of I basketball, and I think uh, March Madness will be very exciting. It's actually happening this year; it didn't happen last year, and it's happening in Indiana. They're filming it all. Oh boy! They're playing all the games in Indianapolis, which will be interesting. It'll be like a bubble situation, like the uh, like the NBA and NHL did, and it's going to be interesting. Like I said, and. I hope U of I goes far. I think they'll definitely get an invite to the tournament, and if they don't, then that'll be upsetting. But that's my winner: is U of I basketball. Go Illini! I L L I N I.
1: Right. I I think my winner of the week uh, would be Cicely Tyson. She recently passed away at the age of 96 academy award winner tony and emmy winner she would not take roles that she felt were degrading or put black blacks in a, a bad light in the media which is which is great very long career worked with many many people and they all talk about her grace and her humility and her uh, Wisdom that she would bestow upon them whenever she was interacting with them, and just the way that she she lived her life. She lived until ninety six, which is incredible. Uh, we also lost Clovis Leachman this week as well. But yes. and good news, Oprah Winfrey's birthday. Yay. I love Oprah, Oprah. If you're listening, one day you might be listening. We would love to have you as a, uh, a guest. Or,
0: yeah, you might be a guest one day, Oprah.
1: You're gonna be <laughs> here. You're going to do Movies that you can watch of Cicely Tyson's that are two that I, I remember fondly the autobiography of Jane Pittman and Sounder, Sounder as um, James Earl Jones. Something else I had a late night thought. And uh, this is just a late night thought that I had. Okay, Pete Davidson. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a comedian. He's on SNL. Um, he's brilliant and very talented. I really hadn't spent that much time, I guess, watching SNL to get who he is as a, an actor, but I recently watched uh, King of Staten Island. And I cannot believe how prominent his features are. His facial features, I just, that was a, th- I was like, dang, he's got some some lips, he's got like this pronounced chin, and I just was, I was, I just couldn't stop looking at it. Like, that's not just like, dang, Pete Davidson, who are you? And I, I watched the movie, the movie's a great movie, it's somewhat autobiography Esque about his life. His father was a firefighter who passed away, and um, it's just a, a story about you know growing up in Staten Island, losing your father, growing up with your mom, and the harsh reality of all that comes with that, living through that trauma. So I think it's on Prime or any streaming place that you can can find it. But it's a good good f- flick. Hot warning.
0: Yeah. A great flick where you can watch a man with a chiseled face act a little bit.
1: That's right. And beautiful lips.
0: I'm going to look at Pete Davidson's lips.
1: You're going to look at his lips. Yep. Also, there's a new show on Prime TV called uh, Flat. It's Anna Paquin. She's in London. She's a PR rep. And it's... uh, It's... very entertaining. I didn't get to finish it, but I've started it. The woman from Nurse Ratchet, if you watched that, she's also in it, and is brilliant. I just I love the way she talks. She plays the the owner of this PR firm. It's 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 intense, but and it also it's like, oh, is that what PR people really go through? Who are Running these careers of these high-profile celebrities and entertainers and sports celebrities, good, good, good watch.
0: Good, good, good watch. Good show. Good, good, show. Good, good, good watch. I say, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Vigies. Well, today was very, it was a very spooky day. Lots of fears. Um, it was. We worked through them. Uh, we worked through them. We we talked about some Parmesan cheese bowls. Lots of good stuff going on. I'm excited,
1: but turns out, well, it's 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 cooling now. I'm gonna pop that in, and
0: then you're gonna so eat many a salad. Things.
1: I'm gonna eat a salad. That's right. I'm gonna eat the salad. I'm probably gonna grill a steak. <laughs> <laughs> to it. go with that salad, <laughs> or or there's grilled salmon. I'll put we'll put that recipe up too.
0: And yeah. other than that anything any last any last words of wisdom i would like
1: to say to our, our our listeners don't forget to subscribe follow us at um sure why not podcast thank you for listening to us also make good decisions have fun and remember dreams don't have
0: deadlines that's right thanks for listening y'all be well
1: Bye. Yes.